Morning, everyone. Good morning. Today we'll be covering Acts 8. This is a famous story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. One thing that is notable about this passage is how involved the Holy Spirit was in terms of guiding and leading Philip. The Holy Spirit is the one that prompts him to rise and go toward the south to the specific road that he should be on. And once he gets there, it's the Holy Spirit that tells Philip in verse 29, go over and join this chariot. Maybe you thought to yourself, as I did, that wouldn't it be great if the Holy Spirit worked that way in my life? I need you to go and sit down at that table and talk to that guy, yes, the guy with the hoodie, that's the one, he's really open to the gospel. I thought about, man, how outreach would be so much easier that way and so much more effective. Random thought aside though, I thought about how God was so interested in reaching out to this Ethiopian eunuch. It's also noteworthy that this is the first time that the early church took the gospel message to a non-Jew. So it really does show that God was the one who was working through people like Philip and his obedience to spur the church on to fulfill the Great Commission. So we see that the Spirit is constantly guiding Philip to go to talk to this person, etc. And what's notable is how responsive Philip is to the Spirit. He immediately obeys without hesitation, goes to the place where the angel of the Lord prompts him to go. Uh, Later, he runs to catch up to the chariot where the Ethiopian eunuch is. So as we look at this, we see that this pretty amazing story of this Ethiopian eunuch. But maybe it seems a little strange that a non-Jew would actually go to Jerusalem to worship the Jewish God. A little bit of background, commentators note that actually during this time, it was rather common. People from different nations who had heard about Jerusalem and the worship of the Jewish God would in fact come to worship God. So it's not that unusual that the Ethiopian would have done this. The Ethiopian was likely a God-fearer, someone who came to Jerusalem to worship but wasn't quite a convert to Judaism yet. So this eunuch is also reading scripture and he was open to someone teaching him as it says in verse 31, how can I unless someone guides me? And once he has that openness, he invites Philip to come to sit with him and to learn. This guy is so open to scripture, so open to people really uh, teaching him the gospel. It's really amazing. You know, when we go out on mission trips or when we plant churches, we pray for people like this. When we go out and we meet people like this, it happens quite often, actually, when we find people who are surprisingly open to the gospel, whether they're like Zacchaeus, an unlikely fellow to receive the gospel, or even like this eunuch, who is probably even more unlikely. These are people who are open to receive salvation. One thing I thought about was the fact that if it's true that there are people out there like Zacchaeus or like the Ethiopian eunuch that are open to the gospel, what is it that they ultimately need? They need someone to go and to guide them. So therefore, we have to go. I was reminded about Romans 10, several verses. In verse 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a guarantee. And then in verses 14 and 15 that we all know about from our mission trips, how then will they call on on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Our response, therefore, is knowing that there are people out there that are open like this, we must go out and meet them. So I thought about the question, what made Philip an effective evangelist? I think some notable things about him. Um, One was that he was so responsive to the Spirit's leading and immediately obeys, um, as we talked about earlier. Um, Second, Philip is also very familiar with the scripture and is readily uh, able to explain the gospel when asked. Um, I think one application is that we need to have a very good working knowledge of the Bible and equip ourselves so that we're prepared to answer people's questions about God, Christian life, and explain the gospel winsomely. Another thing that was notable about Philip was that he was willing to share the gospel with whoever God led him to. God led him to this Ethiopian eunuch, and so he talks to him. And then when the Spirit carries him to Azotus, he shares the gospel there. Um, I thought about 
how Philip might have felt when he saw the Ethiopian eunuch approaching. Um, it says that, that he was the Ethiopian eunuch was a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, and he was in charge of all her treasure, and he was being driven in a chariot. So this Ethiopian was someone who was very different from Philip. He was foreign and a different race. He was also someone who was very powerful and influential. In modern-day terms, he might have been someone in the presidential cabinet, like Janet Yellen. He was probably someone who looked very imposing as well in his chariot. Um, I think about times when I was on campus trying to fly or talk to students, and in that moment when I'm trying to decide whether to talk to someone, there are all kinds of calculations going on in my head. Like I hesitate to approach people who look different from me, or people who are super accomplished and look like they have it all together. I was thinking about the schools that we are going to in 2021, and a lot of them are these elite Ivy League and private schools like Harvard, Yale, Brown, UPenn, Columbia, and Stanford. I mean, this text reminds me that we are called to go wherever God leads us and to share the gospel with whoever He brings to us. To those who look different, have very different backgrounds, and those who are much smarter and more accomplished than we are. Regardless of whether or not they look that way, though, we do know that in the end, every single person needs the gospel. And unbeknownst to us, we, they may not look like it on the appearance that they're ready and open to hear the word of God. So we have to go. I thought about how these passages during DT this past week is so apt as we're getting ready to finalize our church planting plans. Whether it's the Zacchaeuses that are out there or the Ethiopian eunuchs, the fact and reality is that we don't know who God is preparing beforehand for us to meet. And I thought about that as a pretty reassuring thought. Whether or not they are intimidating on the outside, we do know that it's ultimately God, it's His work, it's the Holy Spirit who goes before us to prepare people to receive salvation. So let's continue to pray that our church would be open to the Holy Spirit's movement and His guidance, that we would be equipped and we would be ready to go and follow Him wherever He would lead us. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye.